0: Welcome to the Are We Still Here podcast, where we talk about what really matters for you and your own health and fitness. I'm Jess. And I'm Sasha. And each week we'll come to you with a no-nonsense topic, which will
1: make you challenge your own thoughts and ask, are we still here? Don't forget to like,
0: share, and subscribe if you're enjoying the podcast. And let's get to today's pod.
1: Hello, hello. Hello, all. Welcome to episode eighty-three mm-hmm. of the Are We Still Here podcast. Um, it's not next week we'll have my mum. No, we'll have my mum the week after, and then I'm looking forward to having a few guests on. I also had a message from another coach who wants to start a podcast just because, because of ours. I forgot to tell you. Oh, that's oh, nice. Yeah. He said that yours is really good, and I really like listening to it. And I was just wondering if you had any tips and everything. So, and if you're listening, sorry, I haven't replied yet, but yeah. <laughs> it's. Yes. I will send you the screenshot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So today we've just been having chats as always. So we've overrun very slightly. Um, But I'm going to ask a few questions and then we're going to go into them one by one. Um, And I think it'd be really interesting to hear this from coach's point of view and client's point of view, because I have a feeling it will be completely different. Um, I will read out the questions. Mm. how Mm. fit do I have to be to coach fitness how much fat have I had to have lost to coach fat loss how strong do I have to be to coach strength and how level-headed do I have to be to coach mindset um this came into my head we're doing a call on it afterwards with with the other coaches um because I had a call with a client a few weeks ago who essentially said that her um a coach that she's worked with before she felt like the coach was working through the same things as her which is fine you know if that's what she's going through that's what she's going through so she didn't say it in a bad way but she kind of said I felt like I couldn't go to her because if she was working through similar things then I felt like she wasn't in the position to help me because essentially these I just said essentially twice I'm gonna laugh
0: because my mum says you keep saying essentially so I'm
1: not gonna say essentially now
0: well, I saw something the other day which said about that, which was like, if you, if somebody uses the word essentially, it's because, because they're struggling for the vocab. For Don't the... say that! <laughs> well, it's
1: really, I say it a lot,
0: so I can't speak.
1: Um, yeah, so she said that she felt like she couldn't go to her because the support was more like, they were kind of in in the shit together. mm. You know, like what Brene says about um empathy, it's like you you don't want to climb into the boat and sink. You want someone to help you help pull you out. Mm. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. But you know, you can't get away from the fact that there's coaches that have um, you know, I'm not gonna call it issues. What's the word? Just, you know, well, problems and thoughts around all these topics, but Jess where do you think that the line kind of has to be drawn for, ex- for example you're into your mindset stuff mm. Um, if you were having a rough time with your own mindset would you feel odd coaching someone on similar things that you were working on and giving them advice when you're not taking the, vi- the advice yourself?
0: I think it's a it is a difficult one right because it's like anything it's it's fluid it's never in one place yeah essentially because we we're constantly going through the motions of things it's a little bit like your fitness for example yeah. as well it's like it's always changing there are certain times where you feel like you could focus on certain things that um that you might be giving advice to a client about i can think of a, a prime example with a fitness example and i'll talk about mindset in a sec but with a fitness example of i might be saying to a client about like their hydration right mm-hmm. in regards to um they're not drinking enough water they are be relying more on coffee but they're getting a lot of headaches or their sleep's all over the place or anything like that and i might say okay well what's your water intake look like at the minute and we'll go through it and we'll say okay how how could you maybe bump that up a little bit but I know in myself that actually I could benefit from drinking a bit more water Mm at the minute because it's quite cold and I've been having more hot drinks than water and things like that. There's an element of that where it's like, I might be giving that advice out, but I could also take that advice for my own as well. So, So an instance like that, it's like, well, yeah, I do think we can give out advice for things that we are still going through. That's quite like maybe a superficial top level type of thing. It's not like in, in the, the detail of say for something like mindset mm-hmm. say I was going through a big issue with um all or nothing mindset that comes up like the most yeah uh, it's with, a common one with clients. so it's like I'm mean, either all or nothing with my fitness or I'm all or nothing with my food or whatever that might be which taps into nutrition as well but mm-hmm it would be maybe a bit disingenuine of myself to give Mm -hmm. someone advice around their all or nothing mindset with food when I'm struggling with that myself. I also think you maybe struggle to um, give clear and sort of unbiased advice around that in those instances Mm -hmm. because maybe what works for me yeah, again, this is what I mean, all or nothing is so specific to that person Yeah, that what brings them out of that yeah. could be a totally different thing that brings me out of that. Yeah. So if I was going through that situation, I could maybe say, and we see this a lot in the coaching industry, if mm-hmm. people say what's worked for them, look online and you'll see anyone who preaches about tracking um on my fitness pal because it has worked for them in a certain way over their life, mm-hmm. but then they think that's the gospel way to do whatever you want to do. But it's like, well, that method doesn't work for everybody. So that's a bit unfair to give out that advice. And the same goes for that all or nothing situation. It would be unfair for me to say to somebody, well, what I tend to do is I just make sure that I've got (laughs) a cringy, a habit tracker and I track my days and da, 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 da. And I just make sure that I'm consistent, whatever it is. But for the other person, they're like, that is like like, the worst thing that I could do because I'm not organized. I've got no system in place, whatever it might be. So yes, for some things, I think you can, mm-hmm. but other things, maybe not,
1: yeah, well, that it's like, um, I said on my Instagram story yesterday, like, a lot of the fitness advice you tend to see at the minute is, it, they don't say this, but they mean, oh, just be like me, I'll oh, just, um, well, I do this, yeah, right, exactly. I do this, my life, looks like this so why doesn't yours I can I go to the gym at this time and I track my food and I got the result that you want so just do that and it's like yeah but that's not that if if it's not your job you can say that all, all you want oh yeah this is what I do it's like yeah cool okay but when when it comes really. to educating others it's like yeah but you can't really you can't what well, people do but you shouldn't really say stuff like that because just be like me is not advice it's just it's it's I'm not gonna say it I'm not going to say that word (laughs) (laughs) it's saying if you do exactly what I do you'll be happy and fit like me and it's just terrible advice
0: really and it's also generic as hell right how many so generic on Instagram and and there's a reason that they do so well right is because um people want an answer to a big problem summarized in five bullet points which is do 10,000 steps a day, eat five portions of fruit and veg, get team with
1: every meal, do every every
0: Meal. Yeah. drink water or whatever. And it's like, okay, yeah, we all, but we all surely know those types of things by now. And if you don't, like, yeah. if you don't, I totally understand because, like yeah, obviously, we're in the fitness industry. So yeah. sometimes I think that our head's been a bit diluted with the fact that what people know and what yeah. they don't know. But Everybody, I would like to think, knows yeah. that they should, should eat drink water, yeah, drink water, move a little bit in the day, type of thing. Yeah. So I do think those things, but the problem with that advice is it's so. I keep saying this word, to Sasha. It's so pedestrian. It's so. Love basic. that word. Love it it. Well, it. it is, isn't it? It's so basic that it's <laughs> it's doing a disservice. Yeah. To the people who are like, Oh, well, why can't I? Yeah. Well, do I do.
1: Things? Yeah, exactly. What if I? Well, oh, I, I do those? I do all right? those things. I've done yeah. all those things for 20 years. I've I've got a dog. I walk it, the dog for an hour in the morning. I, I don't like any of the drinks. So I only drink water. I've got a, vet, I've got a um, allotment and I eat loads of vet fruit, uh, like seasonal fruit and vegetables. Um, I'm a big meat eater. I, eat, you know, I have loads of protein. I do this. It's like, so, well, is that all you got? Yeah.
0: Exactly. There are plenty
1: of people that do all of those things and don't well, this is because this is kind of what people want, I guess, is, and, and don't look anything like that person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, what next? What what advice have you got for me now, considering all those things that you've just told me to do, I have been doing for 20 years? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, uh, just cut your calories.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ever
1: thought about reducing those cows? It's like, yeah, great, okay.
0: And, See you later, I won't be like, working with you. The, and there's maybe so there's an element of what you've said there in regards to should you maybe be um strong enough to teach strength should you be maybe looking a certain way to teach I don't know yeah, whatever. yeah. and it's like does that take away from your knowledge or experience like I had this conversation with a client not long ago which was we spoke about like being in your body and how you present and and she said something to me which which I found a bit unusual which she said something like I don't think you how you realize how you present and how you move in a positive way she said hmm. and I said well, I don't really have an, an awareness of that because I'm in I'm in my body and I'm conscious of what I'm doing but I'm not yeah. conscious of how it looks to anybody else really no. like in in a way where I'm like doing it for show. If I'm recording something on a video to yeah. post on social, I might be a bit more aware because I'm trying to demonstrate a specific thing. Absolutely. Yeah. But I said, "Oh, I don't really." This was just me and her in a session one to one. No, no mm-hmm. video, no, no nothing. And she said, "I don't. I don't think you ha- you realize how you present like in a good way." Um. And I said, "Yeah, but I would hate so much. Like it, it actually makes me a little bit um like gets get I get the bit of the ick about it." if someone hired me for how I looked rather than what I said yeah but that's that's me personally I understand me too. That for everybody me too. but I feel like what I've got going up in my brain and what makes me me mm. so much more valuable to my clients to my friends my family whatever yeah. than just the way that I look yeah because um, your bo- your body Jess is completely irrelevant again to like the knowledge so so for example in that sense of um would you hire somebody to get really strong if they weren't strong themselves well I would find out what their credentials were instead mm. because I would look at I'm not bothered what weight they could lift because again no. for someone who like myself who's fairly petite <laughs> anyone who's maybe even like 10 kilos heavier than me looks strong like they look super strong yeah. because they can lift more than me or whatever so it's it doesn't really doesn't really matter and again strength strength could look like mm-hmm. seeing somebody who's um who's learning to walk again take that first step oh my god that's strong mm-hmm. nothing to do with like weight quickly yeah. but exactly they've got some sort of like mental tenacity to push themselves through that yeah that you don't see very often so again a different type of strength so it depends on what that person's looking for but I always think if you're willing to look um look beneath the surface then you will often find a lot more substantial answers to your questions of what you're looking for. Absolutely.
1: And to go into that strength thing, I know how to get people stronger. I know how to get myself stronger. But you have to
0: also remember that not everyone wants that. Great example of you saying to me about the marathon, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You you have to have done a marathon to coach me for a marathon.
1: No. And some people would argue, well, how do you know what it's like? And it's like, well, I don't know what it's like, but I understand it. And also just because you've done a
0: marathon, it doesn't mean you can coach marathons. Yeah. Just like how many um, things do we see where it's like, just because someone's done a bodybuilding competition doesn't, doesn't mean, it mean it.
1: that. Yeah. And, and, and the issue with, with things like that, and you have to look at it both ways is that I know people that have run marathons and have broken bones and um, pissed themselves and, been in a really bad place for like two weeks not being able to walk like can't go to work and it's like they've done one oh, oh okay so would you trust them to coach you to do one it's like well no obviously and it's like so okay but you've just said that you would only get help from someone who's done it mm. and then usually people kind of trip up on their words because they're like well yeah well um well yeah because obviously you know they need to know and it's like well what they need to have done is to understand it and to have coached others and obviously unless you're the first one and then you'd have to probably say oh you know you're my first marathon um you know I, I understand this really really well um obviously it'll be a big communication piece I'm going to need you to communicate with me and I'll communicate with you but when you've coached you know people for marathons and you understand it you don't have to have done one
0: no no and I, I, I think that's it it's understanding like the the science element of it it it's 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 a tricky one isn't it because even if say you'd run a marathon Mm -hmm. your marathon would look different to my marathon in every in every way anyway yeah it wouldn't therefore make you a better coach because our experiences would be entirely different
1: yeah
0: Yeah, so that's when it comes to things like that your experience is often very different like depending on I don't know whether you're going for a certain time, the type of runner that you are, the type of race that you're doing, the time Mm of um, the time of year that you run that race. Mm -hmm. How you specifically respond to different nutrition protocols around Mm -hmm. that. So there's loads of different things that make that different for each person, and we're we're using marathon there, but the same applies for powerlifting, like bodybuilding, anything. Everything. Literally,
1: it it,
0: it is. But I do think there's probably an element there is. Maybe some people um seek out people who inspire them. Maybe with specific things. So, yeah. and the thing I'm thinking of there is maybe triathlons. So yeah. a lot of a lot of triathletes maybe seek out people who have done Ironmans mm-hmm. and um, a lot of triathlons themselves because they've maybe got skin in the game. I think those types of sports tend to attract that. Do you know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like, um, not in a negative way but it's like a click isn't it yeah yeah I get that I get that but then you also have to think that in
1: things like CrossFit or other you know I only like I always say I only mention CrossFit because the only sport that I kind of know quite a lot about um but all the people that have won their coaches are you know they're strong and fit and you know but they, they wouldn't win if you put them into the co- people I think people assume that your coach is supposed to be fitter and stronger than you yeah but then it's like, well, what's your coach's goal? So I was speaking to um a, a fellow coach about this yesterday and she was like, you know, I just and she was asking me about programming and she was just saying, well, I don't you know, I don't want I mean, she was, she's 43. So she's like, oh, I, you know, I've done that. I just want to I just want to do this. and, And and you have to remember that if your goal is to not be super, super, super fit and super, super, super strong, then it doesn't matter but people yes. assume that your coach has to be this like beacon of everything and i do think there's an element of like for example i could i have plenty of clients that deadlift more than me yeah but, but because i don't care about my own i i could if i really really wanted to get a big deadlift i could but i don't want to and if yeah. anything that's showing the client that if they also don't really care about their deadlift but they're training for a massive one but they don't care it will teach them that Okay, well, you probably shouldn't do it then. If yeah, you're, if you're really not asked about how much you can deadlift. Like, maybe don't do a six month deadlift program. <laughs> well, you'll get to the end and be like, eh.
0: Yeah. And we've had this conversation before, right? In the sense that I believed when I first got into coaching, and I probably even cringily maybe said it on social media posts and stuff like that as well, which was like, I'll be I'll be your biggest cheerleader I will be your biggest cheerleader like I will be in your corner I will be I'll be bring it on style I will be there to support you every step because that's what I thought support meant right I support I thought support meant hype yeah and we yes. spoke about hype last yeah, week, yeah. the which I think is um an easy misconception when you first get into the coaching industry because fitness can be really motivating fitness yeah. can be really inspiring like what we've just said but don't get it twisted that that's what you need to be a good coach. Oh, and I find we,
1: that really annoying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was about that, But I do think like, I think in the beginning I thought, well, it is, it's like you are, you're like celebrating all your clients wins, et cetera, et cetera. But just like you said there with the deadlift thing, I had my client Linda last year um, and she, she went on a honeymoon and stuff afterwards Um but like her goals shifted over time but when we first started working together she had got a place on the London Marathon it had been deferred um already once because of the uh, the pandemic and everything but (laughs) her testimonial for me and I absolutely loved was Jess helped me realize that I didn't want to do a marathon yeah (laughs) and she was like and that doesn't sound like a very good testimonial." yeah like I didn't do the marathon Mm. but it just helped me realize that I actually didn't want to do it because We spoke about what it was going to entail. We spoke about how that was going to fit into a life. We spoke about like the commitment and we spoke about these different things. And we started doing some of the training and she came back to me and she was like, do you know what? I actually don't want to do this. And I was like, okay, tell me why. And she told me and I was like, okay, how do you feel that? And she was like, I feel actually a bit of relief. I was like, cool I was like that's that's fine remember yeah. your goals change all the time I was like you actually have been waiting for that place for probably about two years because of yeah. changing so you as a person have probably changed and you found new passions and you found what you like and what you don't like mm-hmm. um, but maybe old me like first year coaching me would have been like no yeah. you, can do it. you can do it like that type of thing and it's like again at the end of the day like if you have if you're looking for somebody who is going to um push you and like make make you something that you don't really want to do it depends on like what it is that you're actually doing it for like she was doing it as a as a charity run just a bit of fun like the marathon was just going to be a bit of fun she wasn't trying to compete maybe if you're going into a sport that requires you to literally give blood sweat and tears Mm -hmm. that's maybe the type of person you need but you need to also accept that that's that's the commitment from you as well the thing I'm saying in that instance is is something like bodybuilding it's like you can like not do the training program just because you're not bothered that day it's like maybe you do need a coach to to say to you like well like you show up Mm -hmm. but again it's always on it's always that the person's choice it's not the coach's choice of course like even in that instance of bodybuilding it's like who's going to be more disappointed the coach or the person it should be the the person's like choice of whether they want to not do it or not it's their their prerogative yeah Um, absolutely it's very military isn't it i I think yeah and and fitness oh my god i don't think he's gonna listen to this anyway but my football manager says to me every single training session on a wednesday which will be today so i'll get it today Oh, have you whooped anyone's ass into gear today? Then what? What do you and mean? I know, like, as in, like, he thinks like I'm like military fitness. That's what he thinks I do. And every single week, I say to him, no, because I'm a nice human and a nice coach. <laughs> every single week, I say that's not that's not how I do it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like, that, that reminds me of the meme. Do you remember the meme where it says? what my friends think I do what my mom thinks I do what society thinks I do what I actually do and the PT one was so funny it's like what my friends think I do and it's like (laughs) like, a spin class like this and then at the end it was what I actually do and (laughs) it's someone lying on a sofa in a therapy room (laughs) and they're lying and they're they're a therapist on a chair it's like what my friends think I do and it said what my mum thinks I do and it was a bodybuilding competition.
0: Yeah yeah I've got it. So it's what my friends think I do bodybuilding. Yeah. What my, what my mother thinks I do aerobics fitness class. Yeah yeah. What society thinks I do it's like a a physio stretching somebody out. Yeah. In a very erotic way. <laughs> um. what my clients think I do like a military. Yeah. What I think I do, and it's um, what's that uh, ph- female boxer film? Is it something- uh, a million dollar baby? Yeah, it's that, but it's the it's is it Clint Eastwood behind? Yeah, behind. Yeah, so that's what I think I do. And then what I really do is on the couch therapy. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> that is so true. Yeah, that but, that,
0: so- but, that, but that, it's the perception, isn't it? So, and it's it's um, it's <laughs> S- similar with like that perception and like the disjointedness and maybe I'm going off topic a little bit here but yeah. July who is um Sculpt, one of the coaches that we know on Instagram yeah. she shared a post yesterday around um like presumptions around using exercise and it's like not everyone who exercises wants to use it for weight loss but it, a lot of people still have that like misconception in the head and it's the same around the personal training thing it's like yeah. people just jump to their initial conclusion of what that yeah. means mm-hmm. like when people say Oh, why do you need to eat a salad? You're already skinny. <laughs> oh god. What? <laughs> like, what are you on about? Yeah, yeah, that actually
1: reminds me of um again, slightly off topic, but kind of on this topic. I remember in Saudi, one of my clients uh wanted to do a marathon. It's, I've got, and sometimes you know, if people want to do marathons, that's great, but I've got a little bit of a bone to pick with them because I think it's marketed so wrong. I think the training from for marathons is completely misunderstood and therefore marketed wrong. Um, and she wanted to do it and I was thinking and remember it's a little bit different over there so we didn't get a lot of time to chat because it was you know on a time I was getting picked up in 45 minutes I Had to go um but I said oh really that's interesting I said "Why? how come you want to do that and she's like oh you know because I think it'd be really cool to do and and I don't know I wasn't having it I was like uh really cool and she was like yeah I was like mm, why do you really want to do a marathon she's like no you know because it'd be fun to like train for and I was like fun I was like so I tell you what, there's one thing they that ain't. <laughs> and that's fun. It's very time consuming. It's and nice. then because I knew, because I see her four times a week, for so God knows how long, I said to the end, I was like, why do you really want to do a marathon? Really? I said, you can be 100% honest. She goes, because I think it will make me lose all the weight. And I was like, right, okay. And I said, and then, but that honestly meant I could explain to her that that wouldn't happen. And why it wouldn't happen and why there are so many other things that she could do. And then she was like, Yeah, you're right. I, I actually don't really want to do it. And I was like, right. Can you see how honesty imagine if she wasn't honest with me and we we did it, she would have been in a bad way. And I tell you what, she would have been really disappointed at the end when she didn't lose that way. Um, so I think some things you just gotta be like when it comes to, you know, how strong do I have to be to coach strength? If you don't want to be really really strong and if you don't want to be really really fit that is fine Mm -hmm. and you can hire someone who's really really strong if they are a good coach they won't force that onto you because it's not important with so and so many other things that how fit do I have to be if you want to be really really fit and your coach well I'm quite fit but I'm not as fit as Jess but she hired me to help her because I understand it and maybe because you know I'm not biased in the way that oh yeah but I did it like this and uh, mm-hmm. I did a marathon I trained for a marathon like this and it, it did this when really it's up it's what works for her so yeah I think you have to be with these goals that you know fit strong you have to be not certain well. yeah transparent you know you have to be certain like we said because goals change all the time but if it's a goal that's going to take you a really long time like those two things then you kind of want to be a a little bit certain about it Mm. you know because you're about to commit to something then that's gonna as you know Jess with running it's like well that's your weekend's gone
0: yeah do you know what as well it's a a weird thing with with that because I even thought the other day I was like oh I'm so glad I'm not training for like it was this time yeah yeah the April marathon so glad I'm not trained for that but then there's a weird part of you that's like I kind of wish I was doing a bit more of that it's like really Yeah, it gets into your head like it's I swear down it does like it's one of those things like you're like so glad when the training stops but then I think that's you know like how people describe a bit of it and obviously addiction is maybe the wrong but like that like keen obsession maybe (laughs) yeah but then
1: yeah but then you've also got to think what
0: what do you miss about it? I think for me, I miss the the time and headspace that it gave me. Okay, so. Yeah.
1: So there are plenty of, of other things you could do to get time and headspace.
0: Yeah, but I feel like I'm too easily pulled in other directions. I feel like running was the one thing hmm. where I didn't go on my phone because I'm running. Yeah. I, whereas where I'm walking, I will still yeah. go on my phone. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I guess the alternative is leave your phone at home. But then I like listening to podcasts, Music. yeah, and stuff like that. And when I was doing a lot of running, I got loads of podcasts in. I listened to loads of books. Yeah. Like, so there's an almost almost an element of like that. But I also really did like the feeling of running. I did really yeah. like it. Um, yeah. so I've not done it as much anymore, but only because my pro uh, my schedule program whatever yeah. doing, it doesn't allow. So it's it's one of those things. It, it is it it is um. It is difficult. I feel like we have gone a bit off topic a bit. Yeah, we?
1: <laughs> let's put it back. So let's. Um. Yes. How level headed do I have to be to coach mindset? I find this interesting, and this is because um, of that Amelia Thompson thing, which I found a bit odd. Um, which Amelia Thompson essentially did. Oh my god, I can't She's believe just I, saying, I just said it. Why did I say it?
0: I hate. I'm but that word is banned from the oh. podcast. Okay, if you ban that, if you ban that word, then you've got to ban me from saying like because it sounds okay. like a fourteen-year-old teen. <laughs> well, Amelia Thompson did a post, and it it basically
1: said, um, if you're a coach and you're struggling with this, then you know you're not alone. It's perfectly fine to coach others if you're going through these things yourself, and that's and she said at the bottom of the caption, if you have anything on this, please message me. I'd love to chat which I found funny because I did message her and then she she sent me like one word and I was like, what, well, you said you wanted to chat, Amelia? I fucking just pour my heart out to you and you give me a one word answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I didn't pull my heart out. But because we're doing a call about it today after the podcast, obviously that's where I got the idea from. So I wanted to get her feedback on it. And she said, no, you shouldn't, if you're know if you still struggling with it, you shouldn't really coach it. And I was thinking, oh, okay, Um. Oh, so that's I, feel like that, I feel like that's not what you said but anyway <laughs> um because I think that I've seen in the past I have had conversations with people about mindset that where they're not really doing very good not in not necessarily clients I'm talking about coaches because remember we're talking about coaches
0: yeah
1: and then I've looked on their social media two hours later and it's like this advice that would help if there's one person I think that advice would help it's them from what they've just told me and I'm thinking "Mm, one why do we do it two why do we feel the need to share it if so if I'm struggling with something I feel like the last thing I would do is post advice about that thing unless I said I've really been struggling with this um, and then I tried this and I'm not saying that it will help you but help me and the, here's some other ideas that might work but it wasn't like that it was like uh, uh oh my god I'm sure uh, what about this what about this what about this and then the post was like um guys make sure you're doing this and I'm thinking yeah. hold on a sec hold on a sec so you I said that to me two hours ago
0: <laughs> yeah I think I think I can understand that because it's like the authenticity thing, isn't it? It's been it's it's just that one extra line or yeah. whatever sentence would make it make more sense to somebody who knows what they're going through. So I understand what you're saying there. I also think, from a coach's point of view, that we often put out content which relate to things that we have seen, yes, at the forefront of our minds, etc. So some of that could just be done like from a natural point of view where it's like, Oh, that's, that's come up a little bit recently. Yeah. Even if it's within themselves and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden they talk about right? it, but I know what you mean about maybe connecting the dots a little bit more. Yeah. Um. One of my friends, she she's, she's got, I would say she's like a, she's a micro influencer or, or what yeah. have you. She's got quite a few thousand followers um, and she's <laughs> sometimes to her own demise. So open, like so open with how she's mm-hmm. feeling like yeah. really really like puts it out there but I also think that's why she's got quite a big following because she's yeah. very often what she says mm-hmm. um now now with that I think that can also come at a demise because she actually had a bit of a break from social media not long ago because she was like I just I just don't know how to show up anymore and it's like kind of not like social media is annoying me but she's very very transparent with it so I think that is a key part of Showing up is being transparent and vulnerable. Now, the one of the difficulties potentially is that coaches maybe worry about being too vulnerable, what that will come across as. So for example, if a coach was struggling with what we mentioned at the beginning, an all-or-nothing mindset around food or what have you, them sharing that they're going through that, they might think that would put off potential clients. Whereas like you said, and like uh, Amelia Thompson said, yeah, you shouldn't be coaching someone through that. So if a coach knows that and they're going through it, they're not going to maybe publicize that it's no. them because they're like, oh, people put it off. But if I come across like I'm the expert on it, then people are going to come to me and be like, oh, yeah, she knows what she's talking about, or he knows what he's talking about. So I think it, it's smoke and mirrors. It's yeah. all it's what it is. It? That's all. That's all. A lot of the, these things are so. I don't don't think I I would like to think I'm quite genuine and I wouldn't try and make out that I've got something down if I if I didn't um it's it's also I think a reason that I talk about the things that I talk about because I am passionate about them but I also feel like I've got them in a good place but for example I think like we spoke about this before, I think I've got quite a healthy relationship with food. Yeah. I don't think, I feel like I'm, I'm obsessive anyway. I feel like I've um, had things, behaviors in the past that I've maybe yeah. had to work through as time's gone on, but mm-hmm. it doesn't really, food doesn't really stress me out in any way, shape yeah. or form. You've said that as well recently to me. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it doesn't, if anything, like I think about how it fits into my day from a energy fuel yeah. perspective, especially yeah. play, playing sport now, I'm I'm a little bit more conscious of that. Yeah. But it it doesn't consume anyway. So I feel like I could have that conversation around that. Yeah, However, I
1: think you and I are both kind of in that good position to be able to approach that element of nutrition, because we've both been like that before and we both had to work for a really long time to be able to get where we are today. So I'd say that we're both in a good position to do that.
0: But it's also like you and I don't talk about food a lot on social media. Do you no because maybe I don't know about you but I think it's it's I could you can give um some sort of support and advice but it's so specific and it's, a lot of que- it's a lot of questions it's a lot of questions it's really hard it's really hard so there's so there is I did see some things recently that actually I, I jotted down as in like how I could maybe talk about it a little bit more in regards to what I yeah. think supporting but it's similar with like coaching there's so many caveats and things where it's it's difficult to say. You have to, you you have to do a vegetarian yeah. split way, and it's like, well, no, you don't. You
1: don't exactly <laughs> context is has left the chat a lot of the time in, on social media. Um, I just had this thought, and I think it's interesting because it's not. Well, we were okay. saying, would you, would you uh hire someone who basically, you know, it's it's. Oh my god, I was about to say it. <laughs> Practicing what you preach, right? But when I was first, when I got into, well, when I got back from the Middle East, and I was um had some money, and I didn't obviously from from there, and I didn't know what to do with it, I sought out help, and the the person who helped me in the end, and we had, and it was it was amazing. I couldn't have asked for anything more. I hired her because of what she'd done, Mm. and because of well, well, I think she'd done from what she said she'd done, um, so I hired her because of that and if I knew that she was currently not in the past but currently I don't know in loads of debt and and wasn't in control of her spending and just uh, didn't uh, have any systems in place for her future at all I kind of would have been like "Well, if this advice is so good why aren't you doing it and why are you selling this advice if you Mm. don't believe in it yourself like what I I wouldn't see the point yeah but it's different in, in that way and the reason obviously is because she said because um, she worked for this a big huge company and whatever, and she was really good, and she was but she was also kind of a beginner, so I like I kind of liked that because she wasn't a multi multi multi-millionaire. multi-millionaire. She's just done well for herself, and she'd figured out some things that have really helped her get into a good place. So I was thinking, and I liked her. I liked yeah. her, you know. When I messaged her, I don't, she had about ten thousand followers then, but now she's got like hundreds of thousands. And because I felt like I was really talking to a person. It definitely wasn't an, uh, what 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 do you call it? A,
0: a bot or a VA. A bot.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a virtual assistant. It wasn't her assistant. And then when I had the call with her, it was her on the sofa in her house. So I really felt like this is a real person who has found something that she really liked and she has done and she has um, been successful in it. And now she's helping other people with it as well. And I really liked that. And she was fucking great. She's so good, and now she doesn't do that anymore. And she's got this amazing job, like ridiculously good job, where she lives. And you know, I messed her saying, "Oh, congrats!" And she goes, "Oh my god!" She goes, "How are you doing?" Like, um, you were one of the first ones, and everything. And I, and I don't know, I got like a warm feeling from that. That she was yeah. so authentic, so yeah. genuine. She didn't promise anything. She wasn't like, "I will make you a millionaire." She was like, "I know some bits that have helped me in my job that are really easy to do." And if you do them all, you can kind of forget about it, and you know, and it you'll you could be in a better place financially. And I remember just thinking, she's done it right
0: because
1: mm. she really she was just warm and inviting and funny, and you know, a
0: normal person really. I guess the difficulty with that though, isn't it, is if you are a coach and yeah. this is your full time job, if you're yeah. going around and saying, "I'm a beginner, I don't really know everything," yeah. that can be a really icky place to be yeah. because eventually your livelihood relies yeah. on you getting clients so mm-hmm. anything that puts that at a risk yeah. of you not getting clients you're not yeah. going to do because so that's just stupid yeah.
1: exactly and that but that wasn't her full-time so she that's had amazing. an yeah amazing job and then she did this on the side so
0: you, you can do it with very little risk yeah
1: and because of her job she was qualified to give the advice which a lot of people aren't <laughs> so she was basically like thinking oh okay well this might be quite fun to do Um, you know have people on a call and she went through everything with me like on a call she was like okay so what about this what about oh so this is oh so you're a personal trainer that's cool like what about this and then we set it all up and that she she didn't set it up for me she educated me to do it myself which I think is really important and the reason I brought that up is because I was just thinking I hired her because of what she's done but we're Mm -hmm. obviously kind of saying on this call you could hire someone for strength if they weren't strong so it it doesn't contradict it but I think it's interesting how if you want it it's important if no if the coach wants it that's important but I don't think you should hire someone who is super fit if they aren't interested in being fit themselves if they're kind of just doing it because they feel like they have to because they're a coach if that makes sense
0: and then the difficulty lies within people thinking what fit looks like
1: yes god
0: so for example
1: (laughs) that could be be part two
0: (laughs) yeah but just like you've just said there it's like if you think somebody um is practicing what they preach great because maybe that gives them an accreditation in your head that warrants them for it but remember there are also people out there who look quote unquote fit as, yeah. com- as set by the conventional standard yeah. within the industry. And smoke 20 a day. Yeah, who have who have it? I know PTs who have a natural six pack who don't touch fruit and veg. But they'll be giving out advice to touch fruit and veg.
1: Yes, yes, repeat that for the audience.
0: <laughs> I know personal trainers who have six packs who don't eat fruit and veg. There you go. I know someone
1: with a natural this is a woman eight pack and Mm. smokes not 20 smokes cigarettes yeah this is why it's so important and why you know some at the beginning not so much anymore but clients will you know send you pictures of people on Instagram or videos of people and they're just like oh god you know and I'm just thinking it's completely irrelevant it's completely irrelevant I know people that are literally, well, I told you about that. I um, mentioned Saudi a few times. That client I had in Saudi, who she was 20. Well, she, they didn't tell you their age, but I think she was 21. She looked young. And um, she had the, the. if you'd have put her in like skims or like a bikini, she would have mm-hmm. sold thousands. She was like, had a body that I was literally shocked by. It. I was thinking her bum was like a shelf. Like you could, you could put your coffee on it and it wouldn't fall off. <laughs> these like the really flat stomach hourglass to the point of like almost looked not real
0: mm.
1: she sat in a chair for 15 hours a day yeah. and then went to bed and then sat in a chair again and then went to bed so it's like and people are like, oh you know but that's not fair like well yeah it, it maybe it's not but, but I think
0: it's reality yeah and and the difficulty is sometimes the way that people look is a byproduct of the things that sometimes they do, absolutely sometimes it's not it ain't. you can't use that as a as a like benchmark unfortunately of whether that's accurate like what was that um jen settler who was from like oh the kids, yeah who had a bum like the biggest bum ever and her programs would be like do
1: Don- uh, 100 bodyweight donkey kicks <laughs> yeah
0: or whatever and it was like relevant like because her bum was just the way her bum was and those we know I would like to think most people know now that those exercises are pointless Mm. like so so pointless so it's like it's yeah it's just it's one of those things it's like can people look a certain way because of what they do yes can people look certain way because of things that they don't do yes it's like so you can't use that as a, as a benchmark. Mm-hmm. Neither can you again judge a book by its cover on someone's strength. If you go yeah. oh well, they look very strong, oh my god, I've seen some people who, like, like on pe- like you would look at them and you would be like, oh, I don't think they like. I mean, you say don't we? Like, we don't really look like we train. <laughs> like, no,
1: I look like I did when I was twelve years old. I found a bikini pic the other day, and I was like, if I put those next to each other, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. I just got bigger
0: boobs. <laughs> but it's it, it again. It's it's like. <laughs> And I think I understand. I understand some people have a goal of where they say, "Oh, well, I want to look like a train." And that's yeah.
1: cool. But you might, guess- yeah, but you can't promise that. You could say we can try, but there's no there's no guarantee that
0: you will. There's no guarantee with it. No,
1: it's hard, isn't it? Because some people that do, do like twelve lunges and suddenly they got legs like a racehorse. And you're oh, like, my oh my god! You lucky
0: bastard. <laughs> I say I that to Matt all the time. Like Matt trains chest. And I don't know if it's because he's always he's always <laughs> loved training chess, of course. He's like Men, man love Men love training chess. Men love training chess. And but I, I feel like he just does like three sets of 12 bench press one day and all of a sudden his chest is Got massive. Peck. Like he goes like he goes like a barrel like within a couple of weeks of training. Gets, it's mad. Whereas it's how mad many years play. Just some guys like say, oh god, I've been trying to get a chess for eight years. And it's like, yeah, because it's taken That's him so a... long. Because it's just genetics, it's yeah. just the way it is um you know, I
1: think I tell you what it takes especially in our position Jess it takes proper authenticity for someone to be like how did you get in that shape and for you to be like uh I don't know just, <laughs> just I'm, that's what I'm like really yeah
0: again it's but-
1: sad but it, it, and people might be like oh god I, I hate that you say that but would you rather I said, oh, well, it's probably genetics, than, oh, so I did this program, do you want to buy it? Or, oh, I eat this, uh, you mm-hmm. should eat that too. It's like, yeah, okay, it might be a little bit annoying, but the the alternative is a pack of lies, so,
0: you know. Pack of, pack of lies.
1: Yeah, there it is,
0: and and you could capitalize on it, and a lot of people do. For example, if you are maybe genetically gifted with a specific body part people sell that body part in a program online. Yeah. If you work within the fitness industry and you are somebody who is naturally lean,
1: mm-hmm.
0: eh, you mid-drift. Yeah. Probably unf- like, and it's just, this is just facts. This is not me slating those people. Yeah, is, no, no, like, no. That's exactly. what your body is. That's what your body is. But you are probably going to have more followers than somebody who isn't. Yeah. Like
1: Jess, just, Jess, could, just Jess could sell her, um 30 days to big triceps. <laughs> <laughs> and so, tell you what, right? I would no offense Jess. I wouldn't buy it because I know me. I know it's that great. Jess has had yeah. big triceps since, since the day she was born.
0: <laughs> I actually don't think I am I think I'm like Matt. I think I'm like I've trained them a bit. Yeah it just grown quick that's a different
1: thing actually that's a good point because like you can genetically have something like lucy davis's six-pack it's just the 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 one to go to isn't it because she's literally put a picture of her on the beach when she was five and she had a six-pack so you can genetically have something or you can be genetically predisposed to like um you and my mum are similar upper body Mm. like you didn't have muscles and that when you were younger but when you started training you got it pretty quickly Yeah, yeah. That was like me with You with, to be fair, with quads as well. Like my legs got quite muscly quite quickly. I didn't have to do too much. But Mm -hmm. I've been training upper body since I was eighteen, and and you wouldn't know it. (laughs) So (laughs) you can genetically have something, or you can be genetically predisposed to doing something. Like some people are just really aerobic. Some people are really fast. Some people are really springy. Look at Campbell.
0: Yeah, just naturally
1: springy guy. Will Green. Will Green is so springy that he'll do a box jump on something that I couldn't even touch the top of, and it'll Did just you know fly it was- up, and it'll just fly up there. Yeah, like, I can do a three-inch jump, <laughs> <laughs> but he probably was just springy, hence why yeah. he was a sprinter and went to Loughborough Uni. Like it, it's one of those things. It's like, sorry, but it is, and there will be something that we are all probably genetically predisposed to having if we put some sort of work in it's just, just gotta find out what it is what's <laughs> <laughs> <But, Not> mine that <laughs> often
0: leads to like what we actually enjoy right yours is probably yeah. like an endurance thing like heavy lunges you can go all day
1: yeah so muscle endurance is the one thing that I could honestly say that I was genetically predisposed to being good at it but it took I also worked very hard which made me even better mm-hmm. so yeah I can um well, if, if the coaches who are listening, if you, if you understand like the the principles of muscle endurance, when I did my one rep max deadlift, it was, I'm not going to say my powerlifting one because I don't count it, but say it was 125. I could do 100 for 20. Mm. That's muscle endurance. But if you are 50, naturally 50. 100 for 20, but if you, and I did it once, and once I got past five, I could have kept going but that is because but I was that means that really I should have been stronger than 125 but I was just more had more endurance so if you were stronger and didn't have as much endurance and your one rep max was 125 you might hit 100 for 6 like mm. for some reason I could just keep going once I'd done it once it was there just like if you're naturally predisposed to being fast you could get up to a speed and just continue mm. and some people would get to that speed and and literally you know all those people trying to hit um do Mo Farah's pace yeah 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 and they're like oh yeah that speed's fine it's like no it's not getting to that speed it's staying there for two hours (laughs) it's fine for
0: 10 seconds and yeah
1: so that is just so obviously I mean we're talking about fucking I can't even believe I brought Mo Farah into a conversation about myself but um (laughs) (laughs) it's um some people are just really good at doing certain things
0: yeah. And I think sometimes when you put it into that light as well, I quite like that because you don't go through life looking at your friends going, Oh, how are they like? How are they really good at that? You don't, you appreciate their talent. Yeah, you go, Oh, that's cool.
1: How did yeah. you, you know, well, what have you been doing to get there? But we don't yeah, exactly. appreciate talent anymore on social
0: media. No, but we appreciate talent within like, our friendship groups, just like yeah. you'll have a certain friend who you go to for the deep chats. You'll have a certain friend who you go to to cheer you up. You'll have a yeah. certain friend who you go to to whatever. You appreciate everyone's got their own sort of skill set and you can turn to them for certain things. Exactly. But the thing health and fitness is like rather than appreciating mm-hmm. that all these people maybe have just got either a talent, a yeah. gift, or a work ethic for that specific, specific thing. Yeah we instead go, I want that exact thing. And it's like- How can I get it in the next six weeks? You can't guarantee it. There might be a chance. There might be a chance. Yeah, absolutely. there also might not be a chance that you're that way inclined. And that's why I think health and fitness is so exciting because it's a world of discovery. And you're always um, constantly finding out things that you're either good at, maybe that you need to work on, maybe that you um, decide you're going to try your hand at. Like, Mm -hmm. I just think that's, that's like- half of the fun with exactly
1: and a, a little saying I like is um you don't know what you need you discover what you need mm. so you don't no one knows no, literally don't know just we didn't know what you needed at first when I worked with Mass, Mass didn't know what I needed you got to find mm-hmm. out which is why a lot of people when they hire someone they're like okay so in this time I'll have this and this time it's like uh-uh we we have to discover that and you have to do some stuff that doesn't work and you have to do some stuff that you might say oh this
0: is a bit boring it's like and um, also another reason why you can't put a time frame on things can't.
1: you can't I have you know what that's one thing that I can honestly say but I've in my head I would never say this to the client but in my head I'm thinking oh, okay so I think this might take this long I'm always a little bit off
0: yeah and and that's it's why happened. it's it's always better like if you've got a specific deadline it's always better to overestimate for example marathon training being a great one double it it. and that's the problem when you look online you're like oh this program says 16 weeks it's like good mm, luck with that one yeah like
1: you can do it in 16 weeks if you can already run for four hours aerobically yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. stuff like that is is i think a really good point is when people start in specific goals mm-hmm. it's like how long is a piece of string because there's so many different things to consider yep. discovery being a big one but also all the other factors that come into it including your lifestyle your training age what you're yeah. already good at what you maybe yeah. need to work on
1: exactly right we must go we have another call Must. Um, that was good i felt like it was a it was a nice chat um, yeah next week we'll have a different topic for you the week after we'll have my mother
0: lovely um if you've enjoyed today's podcast please tag us on social i'm the only one that ever does any promotion for this podcast like <laughs> at the end sasha just <laughs> sits there twiddles her thumbs and just waits for it to get uploaded so oh, <laughs> no. i'm just waiting for it to do some promo
1: guys you know what yeah <laughs> <on. laughs>
0: Crack on and leave us a review and share it on YouTube. That'd be nice. We don't have to, but it'd be I nice. I need some support. So if you could, that'd be grand. <laughs> Funny. Right, thank you guys. Bye.